through life because change is the only constant, but that idea is difficult when you're constantly fixated on everything but the present moment. So let's take a step back and reflect on all of the patterns that don't allow us to work from a place of love and purpose. My name is Selena Dawn, and this is Flow on the Podcast, where we dig deep into our subconscious to begin developing awareness of the different perspectives, habits, and practices that will introduce us to our new lives. Let's harness that state of flow together to bring us closer to who we are as individuals and to what our purpose is within our communities. So grab a warm drink and try to keep an open mind as you explore life with me over the next few minutes. Hello and welcome to week three of this four-part series where we work towards shifting our perspective of 2020 through journaling and observing the aspects of ourselves that we have tapped into this year. In this week's episode, we'll do a deep reflection on three major areas of our lives that highly influence the four areas that we reflected on last week. Last week, we took a look at our careers, our finances, our physical environment, and our physical health. These were all impacted by 2020, but the next three areas of our life are the areas that have probably induced the most growth in your life this year. These areas include what kind of recreational habits we've developed, um, the relationship that you have with your friends and your family, and most importantly, the relationship that you've developed with yourself. Once we've worked through these areas this week, we'll work together next week to create goals for the new year, and we'll spend some time talking about how to create an abundant life through these areas. So let's first take a look at the recreational fun and habits that we've developed. What kind of recreational habits did you have before the COVID shutdown, and what did you do to help yourself decompress back then? Think of a long day at work. When you got done with work, what exactly did you do to release? And did that involve substances? Did that involve moving your body? Did that involve spending time with people that you love? What kind of habits did you actually have? How did these activities begin to change when you realized that quarantine was going to be a long-lasting thing? Did you start to recognize that these habits were not livable? Did you start to really develop control over the habits that you had in regards to making yourself feel better? How did your activities change? Did you start to shift more towards healing and learning about personal development, or did you continue to use substances? I'm, I mean, I'm honestly guilty of both. Um, majority of my quarantine did involve personal development because that's what this whole year and the last few years have been a- about for me. And the quarantine kind of influenced me to keep a clear mindset rather than running away from my emotions and running away from the, my day-to-day life through substances. Now take a look at how you started to function in the middle of quarantine. In the beginning, many people, you know, we thought that this was going to be like a two-week thing. (laughs) We didn't really think that this was going to last all year. At least many of us didn't. Um, So many people really just indulged and drank and smoked. Um, When I realized that, you know, we were on a shutdown, I took full advantage of it. But that's only because I was 
already taking myself very seriously at the beginning of the year before COVID even became a conversation here in the U.S. In the middle of quarantine, what did you notice about your recreational habits? Obviously, towards June, July, August, these are the most amazing months in Chicago. Summertime shy is what they call it. But when summertime shy was taken away from us, how did you react to that and what did you do instead? Many of us really just kind of had no choice but to stay inside the house. I mean, we were still on a shutdown, but many of us also went back to work in the middle of the summer. So did you start to indulge on the same habits that you had prior to the shutdown or did things really start to shift for you? Reflect on each phase of this quarantine and each phase of the year and make space for every part of yourself that you've encountered because, I mean, each each phase is there for a reason and there's something to learn from every single one of those phases, whether that be something that you realize was only a distraction or it was actually because you know, it's what you felt that you needed to do. Now take a look at how you're developing these recreational habits and take a look at what you're doing today. Now that places are actually open and we've kind of, you know, we're not on a full lockdown anymore, what are you starting to do? And how is this different from the beginning of the year, the beginning of quarantine, the middle of the year? And how is it influencing your life now? Is it making it better? Is it making it worse? How do you feel about it? And honestly, during quarantine, I really started to shift my use of social media. I started producing a lot of content. Um, it was still a major distraction for myself, so I did take some tea breaks off of social media through either deleting the app off of my phone or you know, just really producing content rather than consuming content. I've always followed pages and blogs that delivered value to myself or information that I was interested in or ultimately just pages that I enjoy. Um, but start to think of the kind of pages that you follow. Like what were you consuming over quarantine and what have you consumed over the last, I don't know, however long you've had social media for? If the pages that you are consuming ultimately lead you to judgment and, you know, just comparing yourself to others, start to question why you follow these pages and why you follow these blogs and try to start shifting towards the pages that allow you to grow and teach you and inform you of different perspectives within the world. This is a very, very important part because that's, I mean, quarantine, that quarantine showed us that social media was a form of connection, but you have the choice to connect with who you want and you have the choice to surround yourself with the information that you want to be surrounded by and you are the people and the information, the music, the habits that you surround yourself with. This is an opportunity for you to really reflect and think back and start to implement the different things that you have learned over quarantine. 
um, whether that be about yourself or whether that be within the relationships that you have now. Think of all of the different pages and start to question what is it providing to you? Is it providing growth? Is it providing neg a negative mindset? Is it providing happiness? This time of the year is the perfect time to really start going through each of your pages, like your social media pages and your phone, really, and start cleaning it out of all the negative energy that you don't have space for anymore. It's not to say that you didn't enjoy these things in the beginning, but you've grown this year you've grown a lot and many of these pages and many of these people that you used to follow and be so impressed by may not be the right influence for you in your journey today so take some time over the next week and slowly go through your social media and your pictures and you know even your contacts and your text messages and start to clean that out make some space for who you are trying to become this year and make some space for your mind. It, we, Like I said, we are who we surround ourselves with. It's not fair to ourselves to constantly be drowning ourselves in the old version of us. Let's now take a look at your relationship with your friends and your family. This is a very key part. This was also taken away from us this year. Start to look at what kind of relationships you had before quarantine, like in January and start to question who you surrounded yourself with. How did they impact your view of yourself and the people and the world and the environment around you? How did these people make you feel? Think of all of the emotions that you had. You know, some instances you may be very, very happy around these people, but then when you're away from them, it's like you're, you know, re almost rejuvenated because it was such a soul-sucking relationship. Think of all the one-sided relationships that you've had. Think of all of the different influences each individual person has had on your life and start to reflect on what kind of characteristics the people who influenced your life in a positive way. Start thinking of your job. Just like school, there are many times that we feel we don't get to choose who we surround ourselves with, which is, an, is accurate in a sense. Although it usually plays out to be a test of your own character and to be a test of who you can become. If you can't choose who you have to be around because it's a job, how are you being impacted by that? And are you allowing the characters of those around you to shift you negatively? Or are you being conscious of your thoughts and your habits that may stem from your environment and seeing it as an opportunity to grow instead of as an opportunity to fall back into that space. When quarantine had us pause in March, how did your relationships start to change and how did these relationships shift? How did you feel about these relationships ending and starting and developing and evolving over the months? Were there some relationships that were simply there before quarantine because you had to be around each other 12 hours out of the day? And which relationships got stronger throughout quarantine? Many of us really found connection, like I said, through social media. And we recon I personally reconnected with my family a lot over quarantine. And that was from afar. I, majority of quarantine, I isolated. I couldn't fathom the idea of me living in the city 
and coming back home to the suburbs. And even though I was, you know, quarantining and isolating, you just never know. You know, my paranoid mind didn't allow me to go to my grandparents' house or my family's house. But that ultimately showed me that I can develop these relationships from right where I am here as long as I'm staying connected and as long as I'm staying genuine within these conversations that I'm having. So really start to take a look at the relationships that you've had with your family and with your friends and with everyone around you. How are you being supported? How are you not supported? And how does this all make you feel? Now that we've talked about these different areas, my favorite and the most exciting part of this year has been the journey of discovering myself and the growth and evolution that I've witnessed within so many people this year. So many people got in touch and in tune with who they were meant to be because they were forced to get to know who they were underneath all of these fears and all of these conditionings. So let's take a look at how your relationship with yourself and your inner child has come out to be at the end of this year. I'm sure there are a lot of questions around why we're focusing so hard on the emotions that came up around the different phases of this year. Like, why do we have to keep reflecting on something that hurt us so bad and something that was so uncomfortable for us? And what's so important about being aware of these feelings and being aware of these emotions that have come up? You see, the importance really revolves around the idea of healing and reconnecting with our inner child because this year forced us to do that. This year forced us to look that little girl or that little boy in the face and be like, hey, I got you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm not distracted anymore. I'm not running away from you anymore. I'm here to heal you. Many of the fears and the pains and the conditionings that we have as an adult stem from the unhealed wounds that really originate from when we were between the ages of zero to seven years old. Yes, we 100% do pick up on more ideas and habits and conditionings after the age of seven, but really the neural pathways within our brain start to form right when we're born. And that's why it's so important for parents and for people to surround a child with positivity, with encouragement, with love from when they're born. You've probably heard me talking about NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And the basis of this is bringing awareness to the ideas, the habits, and the, the conditionings and the fears that we have, and then learning how to shift from them in order to start working from who we were actually meant to be. And I mean, regardless of your spiritual beliefs, we... You have to have faith in the fact that you were here for a reason in order to continue living despite all of the fears and all of the pain. <laughs> um, this observation and understanding of where the fears stem from will allow us to start to heal because if we don't really know what's hurting us or why that is hurting us or why that experience makes us uncomfortable, 
we don't really know where to start healing. We won't know where the root cause is. And so we'll just keep running away. We'll keep distracting ourselves and we'll keep just burying it deeper and deeper until it just explodes one day and you just you know you have uh, that's why we have mental breakdowns that's why we have such a difficult time finding peace within our lives without these distractions and without these substances and without you know finding a way to just run the key is being gentle with ourselves though and understanding that this isn't an overnight thing this isn't it's something that's just going to be cured and you're all healed. Um, it's understanding that this is a journey, but that journey is a process. It's not a race. It's not a competition. And once we start to realize that the beauty really does come from the present moment, we begin to heal ourselves on our own pace. And we start to realize that healing ourselves at our own pace will allow us to witness our own growth and our view and our perspective of our growth will be the catalyst to you know awakening that that self that we were supposed to be and that divine being that you were supposed to be because we start to notice that our healing and our growth is peeling back the layers of the different conditionings that we've taken on as we've grown up to be these adults that we are today. And now that we've kind of talked about the different reasons why it's so important to really get to know who we are beneath all of these fears and conditionings, here are some questions for you to start reflecting on how this year has gone in terms of your relationship to yourself. Prior to quarantine, were you more of a joyful and outgoing individual? Like, what characteristics did you have? Were you shy? Were you scared all the time? Did you make decisions based off of your fears? Were you someone who was charismatic? Were you someone who very easily influenced others? Were you someone who had strong faith in yourself or were you someone who ultimately just had strong faith in general how did you make your decisions prior to quarantine like were these decisions based off of fears like I said earlier Um, were these decisions based off of how someone was going to respond to your reactions think of some different examples and decisions that you've made that stemmed from fear and what exactly were you afraid of start to think about this in terms of during quarantine as well and I mean think of this ultimately as your year how were you making the decisions to survive and how are you deciding on how you were gonna use your time were you worried about how everyone's go- how everyone was going to respond and react to the life that you were living during quarantine? Were you making fear-based decisions? And why were you making these decisions off of fear? What where does that fear stem from? 
when you start to ask yourself these questions, you really start to develop awareness over how your mind works and why you're feeling this way and what triggers you have. And when you notice the triggers, you can start to, that's, that is when you start to peel the onion back by asking yourself more questions. The key is finding balance so that you don't re-trigger yourself and hurt yourself in the process of healing. Remember, your only competition is yourself. This journey is yours and it's not long despite how long it may feel. So you're not here to try and hurt yourself and try and have everyone bow down at your feet. You know, it's like you need to live your life based on the purpose that you have here and that's why it's so important to gain clarity and start to really discover what goals you have but you can't know what your goals are until you start to understand who you are underneath it all it's not fair to yourself to start living your life based on other people's ideas of you you need to honor who you are. You need to honor your mind and your body and your spirit by allowing yourself to grow and learn and discover at your own pace. So now that we've really dug deep into who we are as individuals, even beyond what this year had to offer us, next week we'll take some time to create a plan and discover more about who we are in terms of what we want to do in the next year and what kind of an impact we want to make. We'll talk about our goals. We'll talk about different habits and routines to really allow us to shift into this new person. And we'll work together to bring forward the best version of ourselves in order to influence others around us to grow and expand beyond their own fears. Because when we heal ourselves, we really do heal the world around us. But remember, we can't pour from an empty cup. So be gentle and listen to your body. Rest when necessary and only push yourself outside of your comfort zone when you are ready to. Thank you again for digging deep with me this week and really getting to know who you are beneath it all. I'll catch you next week for week four of this four-part series. Have a wonderful evening and take care, my dears. Hello, my loves. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Flow On with Selena Dawn. If you liked our content, please don't forget to like this episode and subscribe to my channel so you don't miss a beat. Also, leave your thoughts in the comments below and share this episode with a loved one to continue growing our community. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll catch you next Sunday. Stay safe, stay strong, and flow on. Thank you.